0: Hey,
1: welcome to the Cancer Sisters podcast Season two episode five Girl where you been?
0: We're hiding out
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've both been hiding out. yeah you could say it. you could say it back to me. Well, you guys can probably hear my uh, congestedness. I'm not actually talking through my nose. It just kind of sounds like that. There's a whole lot of congestion going on. I've had some sort of respiratory crud for about a week and a half and I haven't been back to work and it feels super weird Not, you know not to be back to work cuz I was really just on a feeling uh, you're on a roll. I was on a roll. I was feeling uh, I was feeling normal. And it, you know, and then my immune system's like you're not normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I think it is it's not like you're just saying oh I've been sick like a lot of people have been sick because there's something going around oh all kinds of people sick there's a something something going around but you do have like a lung and a half yeah instead of a full set that we're working with
1: I guess it's going to take me longer than the average person to recover from this from a respiratory illness So I've been, it's just been, it's just been so strange because, you know, at first I was like, you know, I just don't feel good. So my thought was, I'm going to go home. I'm going to lay down. I'm just going to rest. I'm going to present myself, present, no, I'm going to prevent myself from getting sick. And that's not at all what happened. But it was also really, you know, it was also really weird because for three years, days I was just sort of the same sickness it was so weird I didn't get worse I didn't get better I didn't get a fever or chills and not that I wanted them Um, but it it didn't turn into that it turned into um, a cough and then the sort of sinus congestion got worse and today I'm starting to feel like a little bit more of a human being I have a little more energy
0: I'm glad to see it. Uh,
1: then, then in the last week or so, and I'm on uh, my second antibiotic.
0: Ooh, okay. boy, howdy. Yep, I'm on my fourth. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we've been.
1: <laughs> That's where we've been. Sucking down the pills. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's just, it's been a weird illness, like I said, for the reason that I, like I've just sort of held steady. The first antibiotic I had um I think prevented my coughing from getting worse. But it didn't get didn't make it better. Right. And uh now like all the medical professionals who are listening are like, yeah, because it's a virus. But um <laughs> I did start on a different antibiotic yesterday, and like I said, it's made a difference in my energy. I still have kind of a swollen face and obviously you uh, can be hear... Nice to
0: yourself. Mine's more swollen. Oh, uh, well, aren't we cute?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, obviously you can you can still hear the congestion and it's not that I'm not going to bed early tonight. It's just... Uh, it's just I do feel a little bit better. I was, a, I was able to attack some of the dog fur swirling around the corners
0: of mm. every room and... And do a couple things around the house which Well, you know, it's a great sign that you're feeling better when you want to do some housework. (laughs) It sure (laughs) is. It sure is. International international
1: symbol for you're getting healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. But it is you know, it's true after my lung surgery, that's that was a that was a True. clear sign yeah. when Can I started take care to of yourself? do things.
0: Can you do things on your own?
1: Right when I started doing things around the house, so I you know big news, but but more it's sort of messing with me mentally too because I was. Like I said, feeling pretty normal. You know, um, holding a pretty normal work routine, um, not regularly. But semi-regularly started to exercise again, felt a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. you know, in my muscles and in my respiratory function. And then, you know, and then my immune system was like, silly fool, <laughs> take a seat. And that, that's frustrating. It makes me think about, you know, I'm already pretty careful. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I, I admit that to people in my classroom. I have... Several hand sanitizing stations <laughs> uh to include tissues and lotion because in that winter dry skin
0: mm-hmm. we don't
1: wanna we don't wanna let things go in and i and I keep a safe distance you know I'm not uncomfortable with people, but i yeah, but I do like to keep a safe distance and uh, and I picked up the germ somehow i mean it's it's not it's not. Too odd. I do work. I do work in the public school system. So. It's January in Ohio, and it's January.
0: Everyone else is like surprise face. Yeah, you know,
1: it's just a it's just a reminder. I guess I didn't want.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a real good point because it is, that reminder you didn't need. You thought you were like you know I'm on the, I'm on the mend. My skin's been good. I don't have to go back for a while. I can get into my routine and. And then, all right, sit your ass down.
1: <laughs> Girl,
0: sit, Girl sit your ass down. But, um, well, well, let's continue on to, uh, you know. Where you've been. Where we've been. And uh, we'll get everybody informed and updated. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't know if anyone noticed, we took a short break to get some tea to soothe my ragged voice.
0: Yeah, so, um... <clears throat>
1: Girl, where have you been?
0: Well, a few people noticed my post, which... I didn't. If you
1: follow us on the Cancer Sisters us, podcast on yeah. Instagram, you would have seen...
0: Yeah, that was the first time I did that. I, could, I posted to both accounts at the same time. Did you mean to? I tried. I tried it out. Oh, I was trying it out. okay. Both yeah. your
1: personal account and yeah, our account.
0: Mm-hmm. So, announcing that so, I was in the hospital
1: lovely picture of your hospital
0: room oh nobody needed to see what was really Mm -hmm. in the hospital Mm -mm. room me but But, um yeah i was there for five days and i did not expect to be there that long at all mm -mm. um so where we left off is we were talking about i was gonna have that surgery and i was we were a couple weeks post-surgery after the last time we uh after our last episode when we were reclining
1: recovering and reflecting.
0: Correct. So you're still in
1: recovery. Uh, I think it's fair to say you've had a little pause in the action.
0: A little hiccup. Yeah. So um, I got an abscess, which is a scary, scary word for pocket of infection. And, um, you know, long story short, the doctors figured, um, well, they're like, you know, good thing you came to the hospital. Yes, this is bad. So they tested me to make sure it wasn't quote-unquote systemic, a.k.a. sepsis you know, or, you know.
1: Which very gratefully it was not. Correct, you're not septic. Um, and it wasn't, it was normal skin bacteria.
0: Not MRSA or... Not you know, E. coli. Yeah, or anything that, you you know, you don't want. So... I guess as far as infections go, that was good. Um,
1: Your doctors explained that you had, post-surgery, you had a hematoma, essentially a pooling of cellular fluid and blood. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't clearing on its own, and that's what resulted in the
0: abscess. Yes. Which they took a scalpel to. Mm. And drained. That's really fun. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, don't recommend it. Um, but it helped a lot. It relieved a lot of the pressure. And uh, then the very next day, they put me under sedation to further examine the work they'd done in the surgery. It had been about two months. And they weren't going to go in for three or four months. So um, they checked it out, cleaned out any remaining infection, which um, luckily there wasn't much. Mm-hmm. Uh But they did find, well, so they did find that their handiwork that involved the muscle and the patching and all this stuff Mm -hmm. did work. It was solidly in place, but they're saying it's like at the top of it or above it, which I don't know exactly where that is in my body, uh, that another fistula has formed which means I still have a hole inside where it's not supposed to be. Mm hmm And, uh, so it's going to be another six months before they can do anything about that, and they would have to go about it a different way. That sounded like, from what the plastic surgeon was telling me, where options were that he was talking to the other plastic surgeon about, um... They needed some time to put together a strategy, but they uh, um, sounded equally intensive and scary. So I've sort of put that away because I can't even really think about it yet. I mean, what's in front of me is that I have to make sure that the infection stays gone. Mm -hmm. I have two weeks of home IV antibiotics. Let's talk about how crazy that is. Yeah. You
1: know, and we've we've talked on in, in other episodes about things that we've learned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um and I really I couldn't quite imagine it. I was like, well, you know, I certainly know what it looks like in a medical setting when they you know, hang a bag and connect yeah. to run saline or antibiotics or whatever
0: it is. I'm like, how's that going to work at home? And that's that was eye-opening. Yeah, they're basically like, hey, um, we went through nursing school, but I'm going to show you how to do this, and you're supposed to remember it by tomorrow when I come back and tell you to do it again.
1: And, uh, I mean, it was about 30 minutes of instruction. You
0: know what I mean? And he was super helpful and thorough. and But the thought I had last night... We are smart people. We are before I went to bed was, you know, I woke up yesterday in, yeah. the, in the hospital where everything you need is right there. You have techs and nurses and everyone there. So if you need medicine, they keep track of where it is and when to give it to you. If you need to get up, they make sure you don't fall. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need anything, they make sure you have it. And then you come home and you don't know where your medicine is and you realize it went to the pharmacy instead of being delivered to your hospital room. And uh, the water isn't just brought to you to take such meds. (laughs) You have to walk back to the kitchen and get it. I mean, so I had already done, when I got home, I'd already done more movement. Than in the last five days. Than in the last five days, and like even coming home was taxing, so. They're like, okay, you're well enough to leave the hospital, but. You're it's well just enough a, to be, on your
1: own. Really. It's just an interesting experience because you know they're like, time for you to go home now. Like we have talked about before. Yeah. And it and it's just, you're well enough. You're, you know, time for you to go home. Why don't you just go ahead and have a nice life? Right. I was trying to say it before. Don't let the good Lord hit you. No, don't let the door hit you. Where the good Lord split you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's just it yesterday. So, um, you know, I've been in a hospital bed all day and my nurse is like, well, uh, do you want to walk or do you want a wheelchair? Have you seen me walk the distance of this hallway yet? You did go into the chair. You weren't entirely... In your bed. You were in a nice recliner. Okay, so I made it into the chair. But I didn't walk the 20,000 steps it took to get through that building. Right. I was looking at her like, are you mad? <laughs> You're like, I just got dressed. That's enough. It Thank just you. took 10 minutes to get clothes on, lady. Yeah. It was... Yeah. So... It is
1: just such an interesting dynamic. And I'm sure our listeners have had the same experience. It's... You go... You go from full care um to
0: you know to no care and it's it's not a it's not always a smooth transition you know what i mean like they didn't do anything wrong and they were they're like very nice and everything but it was just a shock so uh the home health came today the guy that brought all the supplies and then about 20 minutes later the guy to teach me about all the supplies and you know, before I left the hospital, the coordinator was like, you know, if you were like 80 and didn't have nimble fingers, we'd worry about this. But she's like, well, we're going to teach you how to do this. I It's literally what she said. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it was funny. I, I wasn't offended or anything. So, but the location of the port, which was originally placed for chemotherapy, is like way up here. Um, it's just under your clavicle, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's just
1: really, it's not easy for like one to access to on those, their own. Yeah,
0: And they had, he showed that ex- cord that was an ex- extension that enables you to do it yourself, but it would still be like right here in front of, like, it kind of was of imagining your in your chest. Yeah, like it would be imagining there would be like down here by your hip where you had room to like relax your arms and, and use see your, what you're doing. Use your hands appropriately. Um you know, it's not impossible, but it just, just seems yeah difficult. So he taught you what to do. And what's fascinating about this whole thing is with what they call a metaport, which I have, um, I'm card carrying. I have to show people when I go to the hospital what kind of port it is. And it has the description on it because it has to be so specific and kept so sterile. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the risk of infection that everybody has to be like really careful. Most nurses in the healthcare system that are not oncology nurses have no idea how to use it. Mm -hmm. And even for my surgery in December, not one person I came across knew how to use it.
1: Yeah, they have to call the sort of the one person in the hospital who knows how to access support. That's so interesting to me. Maybe some of our nursing friends can share with us
0: so it's a teaching hospital so they had um two different schools three different rounds of students during my stay that came in and I told I made each teacher like pause while they were in my room and give a spiel about the menoport because I was like you know and they all actually like appreciated it and appreciate me showing it off in the Showed the girls, the ones that from that were from Kent. I showed them the... Go flashes! <laughs> I showed them the card and, you know, what I go through. But all this is to say is that... The Kent State nursing students were the best. <laughs> That's what you're inferring. <laughs> they were very friendly. But all this to say that they just send me home to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And not screwed up.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the process is very difficult, but you'd have to, you have to connect yourself to the medicine and hang it on the pole, which came in your box of supplies. Mm-hmm. And really, you're working out of sight because it's up, you know, it's up so high. Yeah, you can only see part of it, so to know. You know, if you when you're, when you're flushing before putting in the medicine, you know to know that there's, yeah, not too much air, or that there's, you know that you can see the return of blood in the syringe. It's it's probably physically hard to see.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't be able to see it, and um, and also, they're like, well, we take like um, several tubes of air bubbles to kill you, so don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nothing to worry about here. A few bubbles. You're not gonna give yourself an embolism. Don't worry. So, that's pretty crazy. And I think that the only other thing I really want to say about this is that, I am processing it, and I and and here we are podcasting, but I haven't. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I have so many emotions tied up into this whole thing, and I, I kind of can't believe that this is the news i got i fully expected they were just like yes it was in fact a hematoma it turned into infection it turned into this abscess we got it all you're gonna heal you're gonna be fine you know take these meds we'll make sure you're fine and be on your merry way Mm -hmm. um this now means six months before they would consider doing anything else about this new discovery. It means I have to keep the ostomy longer. It's, if I wanted so it to... So
1: pushes your healing timeline yeah. back. No, I think, is there a chance that, so your original timeline was, was three months with the ostomy because that's what they estimated the time to be for
0: healing of the repair? Is it like time served? I don't know. It's a good question because I don't know how much the infection affected the area. They did say it was intact. Mm-hmm. You know, there it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a loss. Like their, the, the muscle they took and everything was there. But at what they were describing, it's the very top of it where the fistula formed above it. One of their theories is that the abscess um, was either pushing on that corner or pushing away the thin piece of muscle so that it wasn't healing the way it was supposed to. And that is what allowed another fistula to form. They don't and won't quite know. So they, you know, that's frustrating to all the doctors that there's Mm -hmm. some kind of. Well also they don't oh, no. know what caused
1: it caused it, not cost it, but the it they also said potentially because the tissue had been radiated that the surgery itself might have stressed the tissue enough to cause new fistula.
0: Well, yeah, I mean and that was always a factor, but that's why when they told me about all the options to fix this issue that there was options A, B, and C, and I was already at option C because mm-hmm. of the type of the tissue it was. So C for special. Yeah. I'm a little bit done with being rare and special.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear it. Well, I think we have more to discuss in the future, but it's good that we kind of roll through the facts and, and give an update. And it's also okay, and I think it's important for us to say and reiterate That it's okay when you get news to sit with it, and be upset about it, yeah. And um, you know, cry, scream, curse, Mm -hmm. dance if you need. There's been no dancing. (laughs) But
0: unless you're listening to the new JT, (laughs) wow! I don't care what I have going on in July. I have to go to that concert. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's I think the main thing is like i I wanted to do this and like to record tonight because there's lots and lots of questions uh because I did post and say that I was in the hospital. There are lots of questions and it's overwhelming and wonder in a wonderful way for all the people that care and want to know, uh, but I just cannot keep telling the same story over and over again. It's hard to.
1: You know, I think you described that you were just feeling overwhelmed. You kind of needed to turn your brain off. Yeah. It's hard to keep talking about sad news over and over again when you don't have anything you can say about it. Yeah. And I guess we do want to restate also that the people who have been sending messages and those who are concerned and care about you far and wide, you know, it's lovely. It's just in this... you, You are not in the space right now to respond and you know and that's okay
0: and part of what happens is when other people talk to you about really bad things they look to you the person with the really bad thing happening to give some kind of direction so they know how to appropriately respond to you or how to feel about Mm -hmm. it i think it's human nature yeah well and i can't give that right right because this is just not good and there's nothing else I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Period. So, um, if we say to you, Have you listened to the podcast? We're going to send you this podcast. And, <laughs> that, and, that, and that is how I'm going to answer you in that's the near a, future. That's okay. So, yeah. Okay. That's
1: okay for now. We'll keep it short and not so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't laugh too hard. right. I don't want to cough
0: on. Well, until later, until we have something super informative, uh, powerful, and funny to say. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Be
1: well. Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye.